We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. Welcome back to another episode of What the World Needs More of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I'm your host for this journey. Today, we are joined by Dennis. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. It's uh, an honor and privilege to spend some time with you. Hey, well, I am excited to have you here. So let's dive straight into the question of the show, which is, what do you believe the world needs more of? Uh, I just truly believe the world needs more self-love, um, which kind of goes into self-worth, uh, someone's self-image, their emotional toughness uh, is linked into that. And uh, it's something I'm very passionate about today, especially with mentoring a lot of people, finding out that um, just coaching them in business is one thing, but finding out that the biggest areas that we really need to build up ends up being the life stuff and uh, really finding that dignity and that self-worth of the value that they have to add to the world. Hmm. I love that. And, and how do you practice the act of self-love and self-worth each day? Oh, wow. Um, I definitely fall short every day, probably as, as, as anybody does, but I have uh, kind of set some routines for myself. Um, obviously for me, um, having a certain faith, I, I like to uh, uh, wake up and, and pray. Um, I like to uh, give gratitude and thanks um, for my amazing family and my kids and my wife and uh, the amazing things in my life. And uh, then I like to have, have a uh, personal development plan um, as far as continuing to add value to myself um, because you really can't add value to others if you haven't added value to yourself, right? So you can't give what you don't have. So I continue to pour into myself through different audios, podcasts like this, and uh, reading books like, like your book, Learn It, Live It, Give It, and uh, as well as many others, and uh, just continuing to try and improve myself and really be in the pursuit of my potential every day. I love that. I love that. It, it, it's powerful. Now, I'm going to dig in and ask a second question, which is what do you consider to be your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you, and what are some of the moments that help shape it? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I um, obviously listened to a few of your podcasts. I um, I was ready was for that question. <laughs> I knew it was coming, and um, you know, I didn't really know how to identify that. I've never thought of myself as like, wow, you know. And um, you know, I, I asked my wife that question the other day. What do you think my wow factor was? And hoping she was going to say it was my uh, wonderful physique and abs, um, but. <laughs> I'm not going to get away with that with my pear-shaped body. So, um, I, you know, thinking back, I think one of the things and uh, one of the things that she pointed out to me is just really my tenacity. I, I you know, I read a book called Grit, and uh, I think that I've always just been very resourceful, very gritty, 
um, since a young age. I mean, in, in high school, I was voted most dazed and confused in Long Beach High School in 1999. Um, that's what I got in the yearbook. So I never considered myself this wild person. But I think the fact that there's nothing super special about me as far as my uh, physical capabilities. Um, I was never like seen to be Mr. Successful, but I was a, found a way to be resourceful. You know, when I played lacrosse, uh, I was a small guy, weighed about 150 pounds, um, played at a high level uh, in college, uh, ended up being one of the top face-off men in the country playing in the uh, 2003 North-South All-Star game. Um, so it was something everybody told me I couldn't do. I wouldn't be able to do physically. I was not fit for that position. Um, but I just found a way I wanted it and I was able to go for it. And I had a way of just being resourceful enough, um, and not worrying about what everybody else said, you know, not worrying about the outside world and telling you, you can't do something. I don't know where I developed that from, but for some reason I just kind of had it. And, um, I think that's probably the, the biggest thing as well as a little bit of my humor. Hmm. I like that. I like that. So humor, I like that. Where and, and where does that humor come in for you each day? Um, I think it was just my, my joy of wanting to see people happy, see people laugh. Um, I was also a little bit of a class clown and, and drove my teachers crazy. It's, it's funny how I ended up going into education and, and becoming a teacher. And um, sometimes I could definitely cross the line with my humor. And um, maybe my wife wouldn't necessarily think I was funny all the time, but I just enjoy seeing people happy and look for opportunities uh, to see joy and humor in, in everyday life. And just, um, I don't really know where it comes from. It's just kind of a, uh, a witty humor that comes about when I just see moments and things that happen and uh, want other people to partake in that, in that joy uh, that happens. I love that. I love that. It, it, it's true. Bringing joy to other people is, is an amazing, amazing gift. I think to share with both people, the people that you share it with and, and also the, the people that you experience, their joy is also a gift back to you as well. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's funny. It's like it's like watching a movie, right? You can enjoy a movie for yourself, but when you watch that movie with someone else, you, you actually enjoy it even more watching them enjoy that movie, you know, even to the point where you sit next to them and you hit them every couple seconds. Watch this, watch this, when, you know, they're sitting there watching. There's nothing else they're watching at that moment. Um, but we just want to see the enjoyment they get from, from the same things and share those moments and those experiences together. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What, now, here's a question. What's a moment through helping all these people, mentoring all these people, what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? Oh, wow. Um, there's a lot of them. I mean, um, you know, seeing seeing people overcome incredible odds, Um you know, I, I support an organization, uh, Long Beach Wrestling. They have a young gentleman, um, Isaiah Bird, that was recently on ESPN and um, has was born with no legs. And um, just an incredible story when you spend some time with him to see how excited he is about life, um, to see all the possibilities that he sees regardless and doesn't see any limitations. And um, to sometimes think back in my life and say, hey, you know, there were times that I felt depressed and I was um, wondering about this and that, and, and not to diminish that anybody has these feelings, but, you know, when you put things in perspective and you could see someone else who is so inspiring and to see all the things they want to accomplish, it just really kind of blows your mind. You know, I was even listening to Nick uh, Santanastaso, um, who was, you know, uh, had no 
no R is just story is just so inspiring or inspiring um, when, when you wonder what someone would have had to deal with and just the human spirit and the human soul uh, and its ability through faith to just uh, accomplish and overcome, but then to inspire others to know that they can overcome as well. is just something that is just, you know, so amazing to me. I just, I love seeing the human spirit just overcome. I love that. Same here. Same here. He's an inspiring young man. I, I had the chance to talk with him. I, he's in Tampa, right? Or Sarasota? Yeah. yeah good man. Good yeah. Good man. So. Yeah. And, and to be able to take what he was given and, and do something great with it, even though for most it seems like he's missing something. To him, it's like, hey, this is what I have, and how do I make the most of it? How do I do something good with it, and how do I show other people what's really possible regardless of the circumstance? It's very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, things happen to us, people say, and then, you know, what we kind of take it one step further and say, you know, it, it happens for us and makes us stronger. And um, I almost like to think of it as almost happening through us, right? So that it happens through us to be able to impact other people uh, in the world. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Here's a question. What's an awe-inspiring moment? Um, you know, just, just seeing people absolutely once they develop that self-love for themselves and that self-worth um seeing how they're able to then be a light to others hmm. uh and impact the world and um really just seeing where there are people that you know you know we put so much uh emphasis in today's world uh, i don't know if it's social media maybe it's not maybe it's just always been there on material things right um you know, I'll be happy when I have this house, when I have this car and trying to keep up with the Joneses and kind of playing our low lights against other people's highlights. And, um, you know, I think I've heard you speak about this before, but, you know, when, when you were in um, Uganda uh, and just seeing people that are just so happy, uh, regardless of needing things, because they have the most important thing, which is, which is love for others and, and being needed and having that sense of community um, and, and human touch and personal touch um, that sometimes gets blocked by all the things that we think we need or need to have. Um, and just hearing you talk about that story was really kind of an awe-inspiring moment. Uh, that's true. It's true. Those types of moments are awe-inspiring. They wake you up, and, and I think they add contrast to, to what we're experiencing and what we're seeing and feeling and going through. I think that's what makes them special is that contrast element brings us back to a grounded feeling to see life from a slightly different perspective than a moment before. Yeah. Question. What's your greatest fear? Oh, my greatest fear is um, probably just not living up to my potential, not being the best example that I can for, for the people that are counting on me. And um, especially for my kids and my family um, wanting to be the best that I can, you know, um, one of my goals in life was always just to be a good family guy. I mean, even uh, my freshman year in college for lacrosse, they had to fill out for our media guide uh, a bunch of questions, you know, like favorite book, favorite movie, and goal in life. And here I was, a, a freshman in college, 18 years old, and I just wanted to be a good family guy. I just I, That's what I wrote in there. It's still in my bio on Google uh, if you pop it up there. And uh, I don't know if it was just from coaching kids my whole life and um, maybe because my dad was working a lot and didn't necessarily have that same uh, family unit, even though we had an incredible, you know, upbringing and 
I know he loves us to death and, you know, did what he had to do for us. But just being able to have that time, uh, be able to pass that on, spend those special moments uh, is something that I want to make sure that I don't forget that in the pursuit of trying to, you know, make money or grow something that I don't forget at the end of the day uh, that the most important thing are those people that are with you and that love you because you're not going to take the cars and the houses and the stuff with you to the grave. Um, but feeling you left people with um, is really what's going to be important. You know, uh, they remember what you say, but, um, you know, people will always, always, always remember that feeling uh, that you left them with. And I, I want to make sure that I'm able to kind of leave that legacy. That's right. I love that. I love that. Here's a question. What are you most excited about in your future? The thing I'm most excited about is trying to impact as many people as I can. You know, I'm, I, I feel that there's a, a deep need. I see that um, depression seems to be something that is um, growing and seems to uh, be happening to more and more people. A lot of people I've, I've grown up with, I've, I've seen, you know, things happen and, and, and turn to drugs and suicide. And um, I'm just most excited about having a platform to be able to uh, help people overcome that and, and kind of been through that and realize what the important things are in the world. And that, you know, it's, it's, you know, I feel there's a lot of people hungering for meaning, you know, Victor Frankl in his book talks about, you know, someone can overcome almost any how um, if they have a big enough why, right. If they feel that there's a meaning behind it. And I feel like, I don't know if you've ever felt like this when, when you're hungry, but you don't know what you want to eat and you're kind of sitting by the fridge and you got the door open and you just, you know, you want something, you just don't know what it is. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of in that situation in life. Like they, they want more, they don't necessarily know what it means. So they see how other people are living and they think that that's where it's going to come from. And I'm just excited to help people maybe overcome that and, and maybe, you know, forgive themselves. And uh, a lot of people live with a lot of guilt. And I, I know I've been there before and, you know, um, you know, guilt kind of leads to the fear of, exposure right what if what if they find out the truth about me and um that fear of exposure really leads to a fear of judgment uh you know what will they think when when they find out and that fear of judgment is really just a fear of rejection um you know if, if they find out will they fire me and uh that fear of rejection really leads to a fear of humiliation you know i'll be ashamed if anyone finds out and that fear of humiliation really leads to a fear of loss of self-love like i'll hate myself if this gets out and, and people just got to realize, like, they got to forgive themselves. I'll see them sometimes forgive other people who have hurt them, but they haven't forgiven themselves about that same situation and what they let happen. So um, really just excited about being able to um, help as many people as you can overcome that, you know. Um, and uh, I, I know just, you know, seeing from what you've done and the comments that you get for for the content that you put out and how many people get help. Um, that's, that's probably my biggest, biggest excitement. You know, it's, it's what keeps me and wakes me up in the morning. You know, recently this last year was probably one of the hardest years I've ever had. And, uh, I got sick and, uh, was, I, I didn't really ever tell anybody this other than my wife really knows that I had, um, it was potentially life threatening and I, I didn't really know what was going on. And, you know, when, when you think possibly your life might be coming to, you know, uh, an end or, or going to go through a crazy, uh, health issue. Uh, I had lost 35 pounds in about two weeks and mm. 
took some while to uh, overcome that. And, you know, it's funny people today will, will say, Hey, you look great. You know, you lost so much weight and you know, what'd you do? And it's like, oh, I was sick, but um, you know, it just made you start to really appreciate life and say, what am I doing? Like um, kind of like a wake up call and, and, and really the thing that, you know, would get me up in the morning because, you know, it also kicked in my, my vertigo and, you know, just not feeling good, you know, as, as, uh, you talk about, and, and your dad talks a lot about, right, that, that motion creates emotion, right? So when you, you don't feel good, it affects you mentally as well. And uh, just what get me up in the morning, man, was my, my beautiful kids, you know, thinking about them and just spending that time with them. And then the people that we're able to uh, mentor and give back to, you know, it makes me think, I, I don't know if you ever saw the Mike Tyson documentary, um, but there's a, a point in there where um, he's with uh, his, his coach, uh, Coach D'Amato, uh, before he passed away and, and, and cause the model said that Mike Tyson saved him as much as he saved Mike. You know, he said it was, it was the fact that he now had meaning with his life and that someone needed him um, is what, what moved him forward. So that's probably what I'm most excited about is just, you know, sharing those experiences, being vulnerable and letting people know, Hey, we, everybody goes through it. Uh, we're all human. Um, but, but with faith and um, you could overcome it. It's true. It's true. Now, we're going to switch to our second part of our show, which we call Nuts and Bolts. This is the tactical, practical, applicable stuff someone could immediately apply to their day-to-day -day life or business. So the first question here is, where do you spend the majority of your thoughts, time, effort, and energy each day as of right now? Yeah, I mean, um, a, a big thing for, for overcoming everything, obviously, is, is, is forgiving yourself first. Um, and I think sometimes people set these huge goals for themselves. Like, you know, I'm going to go from zero to a hundred tomorrow. I'm going to do all these things. And then, you know, they don't accomplish that that next day. And then they beat themselves up about it. Uh, and they start digging themselves in a hole. So I think, you know, just forgiving yourself and realizing, Hey, I didn't hit that goal, but tomorrow, rather than me trying to hit all those things again, if I did only 40% of them, like, let me just go to 41% tomorrow. Let me just be 1% better every day. And after a year goes by, that's, you know, 365%. Think of where you'll be. So first kind of forgiving yourself and really having that self-discovery and, and, and really um, figuring out what's your value, right? What are, what are your values that you're living by? Writing them down. Uh, what are the standards that you set for yourself and the goals that you have? And then, and then really um, living by those values and then starting to have self-development right? Changing. I, I knew when I was going through those, that hard time, I, I needed to change my routine because the, the same, you know, mind that got me into the problem wasn't going to get me out of the problem, right? I had to, I had to start changing things, getting up earlier, um, waking up and having a certain amount of time for, for prayer, meditation. Um, so I just realized that I spend most of my time today um, in the morning preparing myself for that day, that, that personal side, uh, then I have a certain amount of time for, for my family and, and my kids. And, and then the rest of my time is devoted to uh, growing our business, coaching other people, uh, mentoring others. Uh, so I split that time kind of equally as, as far as uh, the goals that I have. Very cool. And in splitting that time and getting so much done, what's a key to your success? Um, I think one of the keys to, to my success um, is really just uh, – realizing that every day um, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to maybe fall short. Right. Um, and the key is that tomorrow is a new day. 
I think I think I think you said it in your book actually. Every day is a new opportunity to make your life story worth telling. And uh, when I read that in your book, I think it just it just moved me into saying, hey, today I can do something. I wanna I wanna kind of earn earn my pillow. I wanna feel good at the end of the day when I when I put my my, my head on that pillow. So um, I think one of the things that's been able to do that is is a positive outlook on life. Just kind of like a a faith that everything's going to be okay. You know, I've always kind of had that. My best friend told me, you know, it's, it's, it's weird how, you know, no matter what was going on in life, you just always had this happy go lucky kind of viewpoint that everything was going to be okay. Everything is, is going to work out. Uh, and you just got to keep moving forward. Uh, sometimes I got me into trouble because some of my coaches took that as maybe I didn't care as much or I wasn't as dedicated or my intensity. Um, but it was really just my positive outlook that, Hey, if, if, if I'm in the pursuit every day of my potential, um, that's what really is going to bring that, that happiness there, you know? And one of the things that I think um, probably, you know, my wife pointed it out to me, like I spoke about before, but really eliminating the fact that we care about what everybody else thinks. You know, I think more than ever, the world is, is so worried uh, and has that fear because, you know, fear of not doing something really comes most of the time if you break it down to its core. It just comes from a fear of what you think someone else is going to think about you. Because if you're only playing your own game, um, then you don't worry about what anybody else is thinking. That's one of the things I love about Gary Vaynerchuk is that, you know, he, he talks about just playing his own game and that happiness that he has. that it's, he, He's not playing it for anybody else. And I heard this statement that absolutely shook me about a month ago. I uh, had some time with uh, David Meltzer. And he said, I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Mm-hmm. And man, that just, that just shook me. And I said, man, that's, that's what so many people are missing. That's, that's what so many people uh, are getting caught up on is that they're not deciding what their values are, how they want to live their life, the things that are important to them living based on character, right? Cause it's not about what you have. It's about who you are and playing their own game, deciding what that game is for them, and then being able to shut the world out because there's always going to be haters, right? Um, and what I try and get people to realize is, you know, people that are happy usually don't pull other people down. It's usually not a problem with you. It's a problem with themselves. And, you know, I, I even think, try and think of it as, you know, some of the greatest athletes that are out there today, the amount of negative they take on and the comments people say that, you know, they're just trying to be the best they can. And then they have all these people that they've never met, that they've never done anything wrong to, that just want to hate them for no reason. You know, but they don't let it bother them because they know what they're accomplishing. And uh, I think that's probably one of the one of the greatest statements I've ever heard is just, I'd, I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Mm, powerful and true. Powerful and true. I, I appreciate and, and, and really also agree with that statement. Okay, so we have a key to your success. We know goals, values, standards. What's one tip, one tip we could leave people with that if they were to take this one thing today and put it into immediate use in their life or business, they could see measurable and tangible progress being made with it? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, um, and I actually I heard this from, from, from your dad, um, is he said, you can decide who you want to be. He said, he said, I constructed this person. And when I heard that, that was so freeing is that you have the ability to construct who you want to be. 
just one of the keys there is that you have to let go of the other people who have tried to like construct you, right? You, you can't build a new house uh, with the same people living in it, right? If they destroyed the first house, they're going to destroy the second house. So, you know, get around the right association. Um, really look for the people who are going to build you up. Um, find the right groups and, and find a mentor. Find somebody um, who's going to see the gifts that you have because we all have magic, but they're going to hold you accountable um, to pulling that out, right? Because for some reason, I don't know why as human beings, we're just, we're more accountable to somebody else than we are to ourselves, right? We, we tend to uh, go a little bit easy on ourselves, right? If uh, I, I think of myself as running now, right? The minute I get tired, I start walking, right? So, um, but if there's someone there with me, it, it, it pushes you to that one statement. I saw Entrepreneur Magazine uh, put something out where it was like 70, you're 72% more likely uh, to accomplish your goals if you have someone to be accountable to. And, um, you know, the key is just, hey, you can construct that new person. Don't let anyone outside because, um, you know, when we were all born, whatever self-limiting beliefs you're putting on yourself now, when you were born, you, you, didn't, you didn't have any beliefs, right? You're born with, with no beliefs. You don't, you don't know anything. When, when you arrived on the scene, uh, as one of my friends say, it's, uh, you, you realize, you know, I, I see it with my kids. And it's, it's one of the things that, you know, um, I, I always try and help people understand, right? Uh, and I don't know if um, uh, you've experienced anybody else and, and seen this happen, but so many people say I'm shy, mm. right? And I just said, well, 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 who told you that? Because you weren't born shy, right? That's something that was uh, programmed into you from someone. And I, I see it happens with, our, with my kids, you know, they're five and, and, and two. And anytime someone will come to the house, right? Someone's six foot, six foot two, big person comes in, you know, you're, you're a little kid, two, three feet tall, right? Uh, naturally, you know, instinctually, you're going to think, holy cow, um, you know, I got I, I to gotta protect myself here, right? What's going on here? They're just curious, right? They just, they just want to evaluate the situation and, and people will come in and they'll try and, um, you know, address that child and, you know, say hi. And sometimes they'll, they'll be hiding a little bit and just evaluating the situation. And, and they go right away because whether it's the uncomfortability, they don't do it with a bad intention, but they go, oh, it's okay. They're just shy. Right. And, I, and I've seen parents do this, too, is then they, they ad admit that and they add to it and go, yeah, uh, she's just shy because they don't want the other person to feel uncomfortable. Uh, and then imagine hearing this throughout your life growing up that all of a sudden you start to think that you're shy uh, and then you just keep telling yourself this. So when people come in now, you know, and they say, oh, she's just shy. I go, no, she's not, man. You're just scary. Right. I, uh, <laughs> You know, I was waiting for that uh, remark. She's not shy. You're creepy. Chill out. Bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I was trying to say it as nicely as I could, right? So, um, but you just realize that you, we we don't realize the things that people have told us in our life that we carry with us. When most of the time, most people don't even remember saying it, you know. And and now we 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 carry that kind of label uh, with us for the rest of our life. So, um, I think it's just really just kind of letting go of that and realizing you can be and construct whoever you want to be uh, and look at it as if you're, you're building a new home. How do you want to build yourself? Take the time to really decide who you want to be. Hmm. Right. Um, you know, we always hear the statement, you know, people spend more time planning a vacation than they do planning their life. Well, in a lot of cases, they spend more time planning a vacation than they do planning out who they want to be. Hmm. And uh, I, I think that's, that's the most important thing. And um, just helping people realize you're enough, you know, you're, you're, you're special. 
Um, and whatever goal you're chasing, whatever thing you want that you think is going to make you happy when you get it, um, usually is not going to fulfill you, right? It's good to want things, houses, cars. We had them, you know, when I was in that moment of, uh, of kind of feeling like, holy cow, I'm sick. What do I do? You know, we're in this beautiful house where, where we, we got our cars and, and I'm thinking to myself, we have all this stuff, but you know, it doesn't really mean much at the end of the day. You can enjoy it. It's fun. You know, if I get my wife a nice pair of shoes, you know, um, that'll bring some, 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 some fun, you know, cause if, if she's happy, I'm happy, but it doesn't last. That's not what really creates fulfillment. You know, I remember always get, getting her something and then maybe two days later we'd get in a fight about something. I'm like, well, I just got, you know, shoes. How can you still not be happy? Right. Um, thinking that you can, you can, uh, get things to create that, that love when it's really just, uh, being able to fulfill that. But, uh, I was watching, um, Cool Runnings. I don't know if you ever saw that movie about the Jamaican bobsled team. That's right. I and, have. Um, I'm a badass yeah, mother that don't take shit from nobody. <laughs> I got pride. <laughs> I got power. Yeah, it was just, um, I've seen it so many times, makes me cry every time, but there was just one part I never noticed before, and I, I was watching it a, a, a couple months ago, and it just hit me, and it's that one part where the coach is with the driver, and the, and the driver asks them, you know, why'd you cheat? because he had cheated to win um, back when he was racing. And he said, I just, I had to win. It was, it was, it was where my self-worth was and my self-dignity. And, and, and uh, he, he said to him, he said, look, if you're not enough without it, you're not going to be enough with it. Hmm. And it was basically telling him that he, he wasn't really enough without the gold. Him getting that gold medal was what was defining him as opposed to the person he was becoming. And he put it all on where he was going to be, which is why a lot of people develop an incredible amount of success but aren't happy um, because it's really truly in the person you're becoming and in that daily pursuit uh, of your potential uh, that really creates that happiness. Hmm. So very true. Self-love, self-worth, taking time to have those rituals that help build, like you said in the beginning, praying, gratitude, personal development, listening in to wonderful things like this podcast and other books and tapes and programs. I, I think it's so important what you covered, digging deep and figuring out what are your values? What's most important to you? What are the goals that align with those? And what are the standards you're going to have to uphold every single day to actually get the results you want to achieve those goals, knowing that in the end, if you've taken time to fill up your self-love tank and self-worth tank, that those goals are nothing more than an addition to the magnificent life you've already created from the inside out. I, I think it's very special. I think it's a very powerful episode with a lot of really, really good insights in it. Um, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. So it's just, you know, forgive yourself, discover yourself, develop yourself and discipline yourself. One more time. Um, Say that one more time. Forgive, forgive yourself. yourself, discover yourself, develop yourself and discipline yourself. Ooh. And yeah, I, you know, I, I had a, it made me, that makes me think of a friend that, you know, he, he, he takes a lot of survival classes, was in the military. And, you know, one of the things they teach him is, you know, they could go three weeks without food, three days without water, but he says they can't survive without three seconds of a positive mental attitude. And, uh, without the attitude, <laughs> I thought everything you were going else three seconds of that oxygen. I was like, man, now you could hold your breath way longer than three <laughs> seconds, man. <laughs> but the positive mental attitude, that was a left turn I didn't see coming right there. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, though. If you're three days into no food and you got a bad attitude, we're going to have some problems. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vic, Victor Frankl talks about it in his book also. He, you know, he says they knew exactly when people gave up and that uh, they, they were going to die. And, you know, they gave up mentally when they instead of taking food for their rations, they would take cigarettes or alcohol. Um, and they knew that was the beginning of the end because they had given up mentally. Mm. Powerful and true. Powerful and true. Keep your mind locked on where you want to be, no matter how dark it gets. Look for the, look for the sunlight when it's out. Look for the moonlight any other days, or, or sometimes in the darkest hours, choose to become the moonlight for those around you who need it most. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything that's happening to you, for you, is going to happen through you. Um, to be able to inspire somebody else. You know, I, um, it, it's funny how inspired we get when we see other people um, do things. I, I, when I was a kid, my dad took me up to a, a skiing, ski mountain. I don't remember how old exactly I was, uh, maybe seven, eight, nine. And it was uh, over in Killington in Vermont, uh, Bear Mountain. And they had a, uh, one of the uh, trails called Devil's Fiddle. And uh, it was one of those trails that's right off the cliff, moguls, double black diamond, and all that, you know, uh, stopping you from oblivion is like a little uh, uh, red tape, right? Um, so you're like, that's not going to do anything. And uh, I was up there crying. I didn't want to go down. And I was just sitting there and he just left me. You know, he went down not too far, but far enough that I couldn't see him. And I was probably up there 15, 20 minutes not moving. And all of a sudden I saw a kid, maybe four or five, a lot younger than me, just flying down the mountain with no fear. And because I saw what he was capable of doing and and, and going through, that inspired me to be like, oh, I could do this then, right? Because sometimes you, you see someone else do something, and you realize you could do it too. And, uh, and then I went down, and of course, like any kid, then you want to do it 100 million times. Mm. So it's just those moments of anything that people are going through, if you're going through something, um, you know, every, every, uh, every challenge has a seed or equal benefit. And uh, a lot of times it's what you're going to be able to uh, help somebody else through in the future. That's true. True, true preparing you to pay forward the message of, of what someone on your journey is going to need. I love yep. it. Well, thank you, sir, for sharing so much life and love and insight with us and strategy and a bit of mentorship here. We very much appreciate it. Uh, if you've tuned into this episode and you like what you hear, if you know someone, a friend, a family member, a colleague, a relative who needs to hear this, make sure to share it with them. Make sure to tell them to tune in and, and, and capture all these great golden nuggets of ideas that have been shared today. Um, the other piece, we believe that sharing is caring. So, you know, we, we, we really love caring people. So make sure to share in, in other capacities as well. Uh, Dennis, thank you again for joining us. We're going to make sure to have your bio and information in the show notes so people can learn more about you and connect with you if they want to connect or ask questions or, or learn more about everything that you're up to. So thank you, sir, for being here. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you. And for everyone tuning in, uh, we look forward to very much seeing you next episode. 